You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Our guest today is Public Works Director Rudy Sukel, which is very appropriate for the time of year because we have some things falling off the trees that we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. It's October, and that means it's leaf collection time in Mount Lebanon, and I'm sure you're all well aware of that at this point. Um, just driving down the streets, I see all the leaves falling, and I, uh, I see folks sweeping their, their leaves out into the street. Um, so, Rudy, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having How me. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Sure. I'm doing real well. Thanks. Awesome. So explain the leaf collection process in Mount Lebanon to us. You know, what is it like and how does it differ from other communities? Well, I think the difference from between Mount Lebanon and other communities is just the sheer volume of leaves that we deal with uh, annually. Uh, We pick up anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 of the truckloads that we, uh, the trucks that we use. Um, Each truck uh, has a capacity of about 14 cubic yards. So that's, that's pretty awesome uh, volumes that we deal with every year. we vac- We try to vacuum all the leaves up in the community. Um, there are times when weather plays a, a factor and we have to go out with loaders and, and um, open trucks to pick up the leaves, but the vast majority are picked up with vacuum units. Uh, and that's kind of what sets us apart from other communities too. Some communities have one or maybe two vacuums, but uh, at full tilt, we're using six vacuum units out in the streets. That's amazing. So you actually can sweep your leaves out into the street and then you guys will come around and, and collect them. That's the plan, yes. I uh, love they that. They should be placed right at the curb, uh, as close to the curb as possible, and then we run along the curb and vacuum them up with big units and put them in box trucks and take them to the, the uh, processing sites. Where I grew up, we definitely did not have that service offered to us. You know, we we had initially it was garbage bags, and then you put them into the big brown bags, but we've never, I never had that growing up, and I love that about Mount Lebanon. I think that makes us unique. Another really cool service that we offer here, for sure. Sure. Yeah, and we do have the uh, certain streets and certain areas that are required to use bags uh, just because we can't get the large trucks on those streets. Right. Uh, it's unsafe to pick them up. Main roads like Washington Road, Byer Hill Road, where there's large large volumes of traffic and the speeds involved, it's unsafe for our employees to actually vacuum leaves up. So we do require that they're picked up in bags on those streets. And some alleys, they're real tight and the equipment can't fit. Uh, some dead end streets, some streets with a lot of parking on them, like Shady Drive East and so forth. Right. Uh, some of those are mandatory, some are either or, uh, but there's a full listing on our uh, leaf collection um, pamphlet. Uh, it's available on our website. It's also available, uh, it's part of the um, uh, garbage collection uh, schedule that's sent out uh, at the first of the year. So all the information about our leaf program is available either on the website or the flyer that's uh, generated and sent out to the residents at the beginning of each year. Yeah, so I know my kids always are thrilled when they see the, see the leaf collection truck come by. Um, so what does happen to the leaves after they get picked up? After we collect the leaves, we take them to two primary sites that we have for processing. Uh, one is at the golf course maintenance facility, uh, that open site. We have another one in Rob Hollow Park off of Kelso Road. Uh, depending upon which side of Washington Road we are on, uh, the leaves are taken to either one of those sites uh, where we have a big shredder called the Beast, and we grind the leaves and process them up there to reduce the volumes. Then we have an uh, independent contractor that comes in and hauls them off. Uh, they deal with, they compost the material afterwards and use it as soil amendments and other, uh, other type of soil amendment. They, 
cool. materials. Yeah, so that, so we're actually recycling our leaves and using them in a sustainable way. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Do we have more leaves on other communities? Just thinking, you know, we're a Tree City USA. We we really we have a lot of trees around here. Well, um, we have uh, right around ten thousand municipal street trees that we maintain. So that oh, wow. generates a lot of the volume. They're right along the curb, so a lot of those fall on or near the street, uh, the edge of the street, and residents, you know, there's a lot of homes that and properties that have a lot of trees in Mount Lebanon. So we don't, you know, any leaf is, is fair game. We don't just limit it to the municipal street trees. It's it's private things. And then you have landscapers that come in large areas like Virginia Manor that has large lot, lots and uh, a lot of trees. So there's a lot of mature trees that generate a lot of leaves there too. So we pick up every leaf that's placed at the, at the curb. And you mentioned earlier also that we don't do leaf collection on uh, streets where there's a lot of parking. So I think we should also note for our listeners, do not park over a pile of leaves that's been raked onto the street. I know the fire department sends out messages about that every year too. That's always a challenge, yeah. And the, and the parking on the leaves is also a challenge for us when we get there to collect the leaves because we can't go under or around the cars. So we basically just have to go around anything that's parked there and end up missing leaves. And it's also a fire hazard then, I'm, I'm guessing, from yeah. what, what yeah, you it's, mentioned. It's, it's dangerous, you know, the yeah. catalytic converters and the other part of the exhaust system, if it's hot, I mean, it can get up to thousands of degrees and it doesn't take much to, to light dry leaves on fire. Well, that's scary. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not going to do that ever <laughs> yeah, myself. So don't, um, don't park over piles of leaves. Definitely not. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll be right back after we take a short break with more from Public Works Director Rudy Sukel. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Ian McMeans, and we're here today with Public Works Director Rudy Sukel talking about leaf collection, a very timely topic right now because the leaves are changing colors throughout the community and are starting to fall off the trees. So, um, Rudy, uh, how do people know when it's their day for leaf collection? You mentioned the pamphlet, but is there kind of a go-to rule of we collect on a certain day? Yes, your leaf collection day is the day prior, typically, to your garbage collection day. So whenever you're scheduled for trash collection, we will collect the leaves if we're on schedule and weather hasn't set us back a little bit the day prior to your garbage collection. So if your trash gets collected on Tuesday, Monday's your leaf day. If it's Monday, then Friday is your collection day. But there are other things in our schedule. We pick up uh, bags on streets where bags are mandatory on main roads. That's all done on Saturday. So uh, dead end streets, some of the dead end streets, uh, streets where we have an either or uh, set up uh, like uh, parts of Cedar Boulevard, uh, Academy Avenue, some other areas, uh, you, you have the choice of doing either or because there's a lot of parking on those streets. Yeah. We collect the bags on Saturdays on those streets as well. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So leaf collection is a six day a week operation. It is, yes. That's awesome. Now, whenever I brought this topic up in my office, everyone was talking about it. They all had their, their stories of their leaf collection, all of that. And one of the things that came up was, what happens if it rains? What happens if it snows? What do I do with my leaves? Snow is really tough. Um, yeah. it, it makes it very difficult on the vacuum units. Uh, rain is pretty bad too. Uh, we do have options. We can go out with, uh, as I said before, backhoe or front end loaders, uh, basically scoop the leaves up off of the street and put them in open dump trucks and haul them to our sites. It's less productive, less efficient that way because we're dealing with large volumes, as, as I said before, uh, and you can't compact as many leaves into an open truck as you can into the box truck because as the vacuum units collect the leaves and suck them up into the machine, they also shred them to some extent. And the the exhaust air that carries them into the boxes kind of packs them in there. And when those things come out, it's like a big bale, like a 14 cubic yard bale. 
uh, that just plops out of the truck. So it's pretty efficient. It's much more efficient with the vacuum units. That causes us to slow down a little bit. We, we typically always leave a couple vacuum units out, but um, the heaviest part of the season is usually the first and second week of November. Uh, it builds up to that. We usually have our six units out for those two weeks, and then we kind of taper off as we get closer to the end of the month in November. Uh, and if it rains, we might pull two or three of those to use those crews. And manpower is always an issue too, because right. it's only two people in a back truck uh, versus it's usually a three or four man team uh, for collecting leaves with backhoes because you need people with brooms, you need a truck driver or truck drivers, uh, and you need a backhoe operator as well. So it's more uh, labor intensive to pick them up with the other machinery versus the vacuum units. Gotcha. You have a whole process down though, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the system is a, a well-running machine at this point. I didn't invent it, but <laughs> we've made some slight modifications with equipment and, and some things that we do scheduling. But uh, for the most part, this has been in place for a very long time. So my predecessor set a lot of this stuff up. That's awesome. So how long is leaf collection season? When do you collect from and to? The first full week of October is the first, uh, uh, first collection, uh, including the Saturday pickup for bags. And we, we always say it's th through Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving. However, if the weather is conducive, we will potentially extend the leaf collection season one or two weeks after that. The big factor on that is weather. Um, you know, depending, we, all the equipment that we use for leaf collection is also used for snow and ice control. So we have to clean all that equipment up, which is really messy at the end of the leaf season. Oh, I'm and, sure. And prepare, you know, filter changes, cab cleans, um, uh, full service of the trucks that are used and they have to be swapped over and the uh, upfitted with uh, uh, salt spreaders and salt spinners so we have to prepare those put tailgates on the trucks afterwards and that's time consuming and if we're going to get a snow where we need that equipment we have to be able to transition into the snow and ice snow and ice is actually more important and more you know um, could potentially create a lot more problems than leaves on the street so Absolutely. And how many trucks are you using for, for leaf collection and into snowfall? Typically six at full okay. full run. Right now we have uh, three trucks on the road. Okay. And we're in, what, the third week of October. We're probably yeah. transitioning to our fourth truck next week. Um, and we have different, we, we set our routes up different depending upon how many trucks we have out. But there's no need to put six trucks out right from the beginning when we're only picking up small volumes of leaves. That's okay. the other thing I'd like to mention, too. Um, most folks see our trucks in a day that we're not scheduled to be. Um, we will collect all the leaves in a given section when we're scheduled to be there the day prior to garbage collection. If the crews finish that, we go into the next day to get a jump on the next day. So they'll start picking up leaves in the next day, which is a day early and that typically generates some calls at our office. But we will come back and start from the beginning of that day the next day. But we want to be efficient. We, there's no sense in riding around in the section that we already collected. So right. we will move into the next day and, and start collecting leaves there. It's a great idea, for sure. Gotcha. So really what you're saying is people should probably rake their leaves out about two days in advance of garbage collection. We like time. to see it the day before. Um, okay. That's another issue that we have to deal with at times. If it's wet, if it rains, uh, a lot of traffic on streets, it will actually pound the leaves down into the curb. And it's, it's more difficult to pick them up with the vacuum units because they've been smashed down and, and kind of pancaked into the, the pavement. So it, it's it's a little less efficient once you drive on them. And you know we see some areas where people will put out leaves the day after we pick them up and they're out there for a whole week. So I know it's tough, you know, and I know people, a lot of the work's done on weekends. Last weekend we had a beautiful weekend. A lot of people were out. I ride through the community now. Almost every section has leaves out throughout the entire community or Absolutely. the entire section. So, you know, we deal with it, but you have to understand that that creates a little bit of issues for the, the uh, 
staff as well when they're trying to clean up the leaves. So the recommendation is one day prior? The day before. I okay. mean, ideally, in, in my world, it would be the night before. Right. I know that's not realistic because, you know, especially when we start dealing with bigger volumes. And again, you know, the weekends are nice. People are out. Families are out raking leaves. Absolutely. It's, it's something that they do. So um, uh, the sooner, the, the closer to the leaf collection, that your leaf collection day, the better it is for our crews. Gotcha. So you mentioned that there is kind of a, an end date right around or shortly after Thanksgiving, um, just because of the transition into the snow removal season. Um, so what should residents do if they have leaves that fall after leaf collection ends? They can bag them. Um, the trash collection will pick them up if there's not a huge volume uh, after leaf collection, our leaf collection process is over. Uh, they can create their own compost uh, in their own yard, um, follow the rules, you know, check with building inspections and our, web, our website to see what, uh, how to properly uh, uh, compost the leaves. Um, they, we also have drop-offs, not until the spring, but we have a drop-off at the golf course. Uh, we call it Leaf Amnesty Day. Uh, typically in early April where folks can bring leaves up either in a pickup truck or trailer, bags, uh, whatever they choose to bring. If they bring plastic bags, we can't have plastic because it's non-compostable. Right. So uh, they can drop it off at the golf course the first Saturday of the month in April. Um, those are really the options. They can also hire a landscaper if they choose to, to come and clean them up and haul them off-site. Makes sense. Gotcha. Cool. So thank you for joining us today and talking about the leaf collection program, which has that really interesting kind of sustainability component that I'm not sure if residents know about that we actually do, you know, compost and reuse the leaves. Right. We're recycling. This is great. This yeah. is great for the environment. So Rudy, one final question for you. Um, this might be a bit of a challenge, but what's your favorite color of leaves? Uh, the color of compost once they're all picked up and the season's <laughs> over and we have the equipment put away. Ian, what is your favorite color? Uh, mine's red. Okay, I'm an orange person, so we got them all covered there for yeah. sure. And for our listeners online, you can tell us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want, what your favorite color is, too. Absolutely, would love to hear that. Well, thank you, Rudy, so much. Is there anything else you want folks to know about this topic? No, I appreciate the cooperation, and thanks for getting the word out. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of Inside Lebo. Our producer today was Carrie Monyo with the music written by her husband, Drew Monyo. And thanks to Chris Leeper from the Mount Lebanon Public Information Office for the graphic design. And check back in a few weeks for another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.